Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to a very special holiday edition of In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. This week, we will be talking about the biggest thing that has ever happened to this podcast, to the country, to the, to the globe, to Suits, which is In the Limelight's patron saint. I don't even have to say her name at this point, but I will anyway. Meghan Markle is now paparazzi official. We'll explain shortly with Prince Harry. We will also discuss the most epic Hollywood disses this week. And the public debut of someone we haven't talked about much on this podcast, but someone near and dear to both Julie and my hearts, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' children. We'll explain where they showed up this week. But before getting to that, some very important business. Josh has to recap his experience at the White House Christmas party, which he kind of previewed for us last week. It was a last minute invitation. He had 11 ties to choose from. He took the train to D.C. Josh, how was it? Well, first of all, I feel like I'm going to provide a lot of disappointment for people because last week I, I made some big promises about asking the president about Meghan Markle. And I feel like I got people's hopes up. People are tweeting at me. People were coming up to me this weekend at this Christmas party I was at. They were like, you know, spill the beans. I want to say that I went up to him and was like, you know, <laughs> Mr. President, do we think Meghan and Harry are going to last? What do we make of the matching necklaces? loved that lighter conversation. He really needed a distraction, I feel like, from the yes. world of And in fact, this is already kind of a tangent, but Issa Rae, the creator of Insecure. What is Insecure? The HBO show. It's great. Oh. I saw her tweet, I guess, the other day. That, so th- th- there's five different, as I explained last week, I think, five different White House holiday parties. She was at one of them. And I guess the president ran over to her because he had seen the show and loved it and like got into the details of the plot and everything and the characters and the soundtrack with her. So clearly he's like very pop culture literate, which is to say he probably does have a lot of opinions on Megan and like, you know, why does he feel bad for her not being included in Sandringham's Christmas celebration with the queen and what Kate thinks and her fashion. But I missed that opportunity. Did you say to him though, and describe the situation? So basically the way this works was it was like very regimented, they send out the schedule, the timing, all that stuff. And we got there probably like an hour early because we'd been told that was the way to do it. 
And the anticipation just kind of builds and builds because people keep coming up and up and up. And like, you know, you see Jake Tapper and, you know, Ronan Farrow and Andrea Mitchell, all these kind of like notable people, and they're all waiting in line. And then they finally let us in. It's this long, laborious process to get inside, as it should be, you know, through all these different security checkpoints. Which is all to say, like, by the time you actually get into the White House, the anticipation, which already is astronomical, is like even to another degree. Did you game? Did you have like a flask outside? <laughs> no, no pre-gaming. I like wanted to be on my like most cogent aware self for meeting anyone. I also really didn't know if I was going to get to meet the president because we had heard all different things about the different holiday parties and who gets to meet him. But when we went in, they ushered people into different groups. And the group we were in was the first group. So immediately before I'd had a glass of champagne or anything, I was brought into this room with like a holding pen, basically. Steve Harvey was in it, like Al Roker. (laughs) And I just love the idea of you being like very perturbed and inconvenienced that they didn't welcome you with a glass of champagne. they, They definitely had plenty of glass of champagne, but we didn't even have time to kind of stop at that station. So... We were all of a sudden in this area. I'm like, I've never been more anxious. I'm looking at a mirror to make sure I looked okay. I had no time to like prepare. I sent my family group text a thread asking what they thought I should say to the president. Basically, this line, it's kind of like a meet and greet style. You go in, you meet the president, you meet Michelle Obama. They said you would kind of maybe chat briefly, and then they would take two photos. We were told in line that's how it was going to go down. But like two photos, and like I I was in another planet. I had no idea where I was. I was so anxious. I felt like my eyes were going to be closed. I was going to say something completely embarrassing. I sort of, honestly, I basically blacked out for the entire interaction. I don't really know what I even like said and did. It's kind of like a dream where you sort of remember things. Shook their hands. You said that they looked even more beautiful in real life. Yes. One of my biggest takeaways was that they just are stunning. And I think it's like the presidential aura, but also just they're beautiful. You know, both of them together combined was just too much to take in. It was like Brad and Angelina, I imagine, at their heyday times, though, like... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, shit, as if they're not at their heyday now. <laughs> well, you know. I, I felt as though it was like a star power I'd never encountered. I'd never seen anything like it. I said to the president something like, you know, it's such an honor, that kind of thing. I shook his hand. And then I said to Michelle, this is the best party I've ever been to. <laughs> Which, like, was not the worst thing, not my best. She just kind of smiled. I'm sure they've seen worse. Yeah. The couple in front of us, the guy was very casual. Like, he had a big beard. The president must have said something about the beard. I couldn't make that out. But then he said something to Barack Obama. He was like, oh, in six months, you'll be able to grow one. As a joke. And then... I don't think he like frowned. He laughed, but I felt a little bit like, ooh, that might have been a little too casual, you know? I feel like there's a fine line between joking to the president and then being a little too like you're at the bar with your pals. Right. That was almost like he negged (laughs) Yeah, right? What did Steve Harvey say? I don't know. Steve Harvey was behind us in line. He had his meet and greet like a little bit later on. So anyways, we finish up (laughs) and then like I honestly... We were spilling champagne. I was so out of whack. I had to sit down on this kind of chair that was in this waiting area outside the room. I had to like collect my thoughts and kind of remember what had happened. Everyone kind of leaves as if you're like getting off a roller coaster. That's the best roller coaster ever. Like you don't even know how to speak words after you meet them. The people who work in the White House must see people just staggering out of meeting the president being like, oh, there goes another one who like needs to like recover in the recovery suite with like a warm compress. I was like knocking things over. I like wasn't walking straight. 
<laughs> and then I immediately got to the champagne. I feel like it's good I didn't meet him later in the night when I had seven glasses of champagne by then. My only regret is that you weren't recording the conversation so that you could have played it back now. Well, Julie, so like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't do the podcast proud by not asking about Megan, obviously. What would you have done? I don't know. I think I probably would have done it the exact same way, especially if you're going up to meet him minute one without any sort of champagne. You couldn't get a lay of the land, see how other people were really doing and it. And I feel like I was honestly too affected by the beard guy because I I saw this beard guy and his joke kind of fell flat. You were like paralyzed. Yeah, and I, and I feel like if because I saw the person went immediately before us kind of have this awkwardness, I was like, oh God, I just need to play it really straight. What was the situation for the picture? Was there like a Christmassy backdrop? Was he on like a sand? Julie, throne? I could not tell you. It could have been a green screen with like a beach behind us. I have no idea where I was. I just remember <laughs> there was a military man who introduced us. And he like, read my name and he asked me how you pronounce Duboff. And I was like, you can say it however you want or something like stupid like Did that. Did you give him a title? Was there any sort of title? <laughs> I was like, you're, you're, his royal highness, Josh Duboff. No, I, I didn't say any. They just said my name. It was weird. And then they take two photos. I have not seen the photos yet. So... I imagine I look like Casper the Ghost. <laughs> like, I feel like I just probably look completely bewildered. I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I smiled. You don't remember what they said. Like, they said, like, thank you, or it's like, happy holidays, something of that variety. But, like, can you also imagine they spent the whole party, three straight hours or two straight hours, just meeting people like that? Like, it's exhausting. I would hate that. Okay, well, take us inside the party. Was Bo there? Were Sasha and Malia there? Was there any there were these giant Bo, um, and what's the other dog's name? Sunny? Not Bo. Oh, maybe Sunny. <laughs> Bo and not Bo. There were these giant replicas of Bo that I took photos with. The whole party was kind of just like you were in the nicest museum, but it was like a cocktail party. It had this kind of like magic fairy dust sort of feeling to it. Every room was just kind of beautiful portraits. There was one room with a giant Christmas tree. The food is very famous. So there was a sweet potato. Food is very famous. <laughs> Made by famous chefs. Or... <laughs> yeah, the food is famous. The food gets 20000 for a Las Vegas club appearance. But it was like latkes. The eggnog. We were told before you had to have the eggnog. It was very strong. And it was. It knocked me for a loop. <laughs> These are just fragments of a night. That's what it felt like. It was like eggnog, like stumbling out of the president's office or whatever room that was. It was not his office, just to clarify. <laughs> Three weeks from now, you're going to see something like on a subway and it's all just going to come back No, I know. Um, oh, there was um, a cauliflower mac and cheese that was quite tasty. <laughs> <laughs> these fragments are all quite bizarre i admit i could have painted a more convincing <laughs> portrait of this party having not oh been there. there was like a local <laughs> choir singing from like maybe a um, all-girls school and they were singing christmas carols and such oh one, one thing that is interesting there was like military personnel who were on duty for the night in their uniform. If you had questions, like you wanted to ask what a portrait was, what's the statue all about, they could tell you all that stuff. But then also, they were there to like take your photo. If you wanted to like hand them your cell phone, they would take photos of you. But it was like a very weird dynamic because like they're like really accomplished military heroes. And they'd be like, another one like this where my chin doesn't look so weird. Like, you know, I felt horrible. That was like a funny dynamic to me. Well, if in the limelight ever hosts a holiday party, 
I think we're just going to steal all of these presidential party planning tips. We're going to make our guests greet us as soon as they walk inside. Someone will announce their name. The announcing the name was cool. It felt like like medieval times or something, you know? Ten seconds with them, get our photo (laughs) taken, and then they'll be ushered inside. And there will be giant inflatable dogs. Oh my god, Julie, we need to do that. And then we'll get like a little throne for each of us to sit on. We'll get like a little dog puppy. Steve Harvey. (laughs) Yeah, Steve Harvey will come through our meet and greet. We'll say I've never been to a party where people line up like an hour before outside and then people had to be like pushed out. No one wants to leave that party, you know? I saved a napkin. Someone had told me to save a napkin. <laughs> I crumpled it up and put it in my pocket. Any other notable sightings? Let's see. I said Jake Tapper, right? John King and Dana Bash, Wolf Blitzer. Oh, um, Fisher Stevens, the actor, Al Sharpton. Really? Was anybody wearing full holiday attire? No, but it was like a very variant. Like people, we saw one person in jeans where I was like, that should be like a federal offense. <laughs> I do not think you wear jeans to go to the White House. There was like tuxes. I was wearing a suit and I felt okay about that. As you had said last week, I was kind of wishing I had a holiday tie. Oh, well, another good sighting. After we went to a bar... And when we walked in, the bartender was like, Senator Tim Kaine is behind you. And we turned around and I was like, whoa, his like caricature was also on the napkins or like the um, coasters. So it was like him in front of us on this little cartoon. And then he was behind us. One of the drinks at this bar was named after him. He was holding court. He had like eight people with him. Hot gossip here. You heard it here first. Well, I feel like we should switch topics yes. before we run out the clock on uh, trying to recover your White House memory. <laughs> you know, I feel like this is one of those shows where someone had a brain loss and the other person has to help them recover the memories. I'm going to get you a gift card for some sort of therapist specializing in recovering memories just so we can have a full portrait eventually. But to pivot from America's first family to the UK's. Good. That's a classic Julie transition. Let's talk about our girl, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry, who were photographed together for the first time. I think they went out on a date together in London to some show. Josh, you covered the photos for VF.com. What can you tell us about them? Well, I mean, these photos were really interesting to me so we had never seen photos of them as you all know from listening every week and i'm sure you're updating your charts accordingly so they never been seen together megan and harry i feel like i don't have to explain megan at this point but she's like off suits so she's like on a hiatus people are like is she gonna visit him what's she gonna do it's the holidays so she arrives in london there was reports that they bought a christmas tree together there was no photographs of that but we just knew they had a christmas tree and there was all these accounts of the people that were in the store when they bought it (laughs) I'm surprised she didn't just drag it back to Buckingham Palace and there weren't photos of her outside. In a Whole Foods bag. Wait, also, Julie, don't we feel, though, like, with her whole lifestyle blogging thing, she must have had so many weird ways of decorating it and stuff with, like, organic chestnuts or something. A little bit too pushy with the artistic vision for the tree. She definitely had an artistic vision for the tree. Harry had nothing to do with the decorating, I feel. Picture Harry's box of ornaments. I think that Harry had, like... <laughs> Eight ornaments from over the years. I feel like he's definitely the guy who has, you know, when you always see like that crystal beer lager glass with like the foam and you're like, who buys that <laughs> ornament? I feel like it's very. Other people are always probably doing it. Like Kate deals with it or the queen or whoever. I bet William gets maybe into it, but I feel like Harry has no interest. Anyway, so they get this tree. And then the next night, I think, or like a few days after, they were photographed going to a play together. It was like initially reported incorrectly, the play they went to. 
this Peter Pan play is what they thought at first, but it turns out it was a curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. I've never heard of that play. Oh, it was on Broadway too. It's about an autistic boy. It's like his view of the world. They went to Lion King together last summer, apparently, when they were just starting their relationship. I mean, she's an actress. I guess he's trying to like cater to her interests. I don't know. Like, honey, I got tickets to like see a show. <laughs> But I love that they were matching beanies. Oh, right. The key element is they wore matching beanies. It wasn't the coolest looks I've ever seen, but the combined effect was cool, I thought. What did you make of the, like, sartorial choice? It was hard to really gauge because the photos were so grainy. It was like some photographer was taking a mile away. Right. But I guess I just figured Harry was trying to go incognito. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't actually really think about that. So, like, the beanies kind of shield... What amuses me is imagining Megan and Harry getting ready and then him being like, oh, babe, we should probably put these beanies on. Because <laughs> I don't feel like that was her natural inclination. She doesn't really strike me as a beanie gal. So you must be right. Harry was like, oh, this is going to be like our tactic to remain anonymous. But it didn't work. Everyone knows Harry and Megan. Right. Well, what do you think they got each other for Christmas? Because I think she left London yesterday. There were pictures of her at Heathrow. I know, which don't you feel like it is sad? It's kind of crazy that royal protocol is such that she can't spend Christmas with him because it's like too provocative for her to spend Christmas at the Queen's. Well, I guess Harry's spending Christmas with the Queen, but Kate, George, William, and Charlotte are spending it with the Middletons. I guess Harry could have glommed onto their plans. And brought Megan along. If I was Megan, I would have sent some passive-aggressive texts about that. Like, oh, you have to go to the Queens? Like, what's so great about that, you know? Right. I mean, wouldn't you be annoyed if you were dating someone and then they were like, oh, yeah, we can't spend the holidays together because of, like, grandma's rules? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, I just refer to the Queen as grandma's rules. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like she would be maybe a little annoyed. I guess she just gets that this is how it goes if you're dating someone like him. Right, I guess she's a family, too. But wait, what they exchange oh what gifts did they exchange they already have the matching necklaces the m plus h right right megan definitely tried to get some like homespun whimsical bookmark that's like from the archives i could see her really trying to get something that had like some like historical sentimental like oh i excavated this old hunting rod that you once mentioned in conversation that like i found on this archaeological dig i went on to save children <laughs> like you know i feel like she really went all out with this present and i bet harry got her like an Amazon Echo or something. I don't think he put any thought in in the same way. I think he literally just like purchased some expensive electronic item for her. What do you think? I feel like she could have definitely ordered him some sort of like custom cologne. Oh, she definitely used her TIG expertise for this gift. <laughs> Does Harry have an assistant who just like buys presents? I mean, I don't know if it's his own or he might share the assistant with Kate and William, but I think he must have his own. So you think he sent someone out to just pick something up for her? Right. I don't know if I can really picture him, like, scrolling through. He's, like, searching <laughs> best gifts for girlfriends of, like, eight months. That reminds me of that Tom Ford thing. He searched for actresses by searching for, like, great actresses over the age of 30 to find Laura Linney or something. I feel like Harry uses that technique. Good gift for girlfriend. <laughs> it comes up with a bouquet. And he's like, okay. Done. Don't you feel at some point she's going to be frustrated? I don't know. Maybe he's turning it on for her and we don't realize it. It just seems so unlikely, I think, because he seems like such a low-key, casual guy. And 
when I think of someone who has their own lifestyle blog, I think Gwyneth Paltrow, who's very type A. Yes. So it doesn't make sense to me, but maybe opposites attract. Maybe that's what he needs in his life. I kind of have this sense too that like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel like the more people come after him or like say, oh, this isn't going to work out, the more he's going to be like defiant about it. Do you know what I mean? Right. The more people like count them out, the more he's going to like fight for this love kind of thing. I feel like he likes being this rebellious, does things to the beat of his own drummer kind of guy. By the way, Google did a top 10 list of the most searched actresses of 2016, and Meghan Markle was the most searched actress above Angelina Jolie, above Jennifer Lawrence. So I was writing up the post for VanityFair.com about it, and I was like, okay, this is finally the perfect excuse to look up a clip from Suits and see her act. I finally had a professional reason to. I was searching, and all I could find on YouTube, I guess she did this one steamy love scene set in the library on an episode of Suits. So it was just all of the spam about the steamy library scene. That is not what I wanted to see. Wait, that's the only scene I've seen from her on Suits, by the way. Because it was like everywhere for a second after the news broke about her and Harry. There were like Meghan Markle's steamy lovemaking scene or whatever. Wait, that's so funny. Did you watch it? It was like, this was not meant to be. So you didn't even watch it, Julie. Oh my gosh. I think I started to watch it, but it was all these ads because it was all these ridiculous YouTube. They knew that people were going to be searching Meghan Markle's suits. How crazy to go from like, what, she probably was not even in the top thousand to being the most Googled actress? Well, they had a graph of the Google <laughs> and it was like October 31st. It was like, no, no traffic, no traffic. <laughs> No traffic up until October 31st. And then all of a sudden this crazy spike. And 70% of those searches are from Julie and me. <laughs> so, so we're single-handedly keeping Megan afloat. One more question. Do we think that she met George during this recent trip? Ooh. Did they go on like a double date with Kate and William? I could see Kate being like, let's hold that off till next trip. Or maybe next time. I feel like Megan floated the possibility. Like, oh, what are George and Charlotte up to? You know, that was either immediately shot down or it was kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, if those photos got out, that would be the holy grail of the Daily Mail was like shut down for the day. <laughs> Meghan Markle kidnaps Prince George for like a day of fun. I feel like gave Harry presents to give George and Charlotte, though. Oh. Uh, Oh, yes, you're right. To like show she put in the, you know, effort and kind of the cool aunt sort of thing. And they're like cool gifts, cool chocolate or something. <laughs> and Kate's like, you can't eat that. All right. Actually, we're making the same transition we made last week, I think. No, no, no. Last week was Mariah to Beyonce. Now we're doing Megan back to Mariah. It's like musical chairs around here. So Mariah our favorite from last week because we talked a lot about her selfie with Beyonce. Julie, what was the general consensus on the selfie from our fans? And by fans, you mean like the two <laughs> people who responded to our tweets. Yes. They agreed that it, she had definitely photoshopped her side <laughs> of the Instagram and not Beyonce. Love that. So they agreed that there was and something. our fabulous producer, in case you guys didn't see, Alana mocked up a selfie of us with Beyonce at our spot, the Balloon Saloon, which we tweeted in Instagram. So you should check that out. Yeah, it's amazing. It's in front of Balloon Saloon. It's with Julie, me, and Beyonce, as it's always been meant to be. Right, and Beyonce is kind of in dimmer lighting. <laughs> we look a little bit better than her. That's in my and Julie's rider for all selfies. <laughs> we must be lit better than the other people. 
Okay, so Mariah, though, we wanted to talk about her again because she kind of had this great little run last night on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, which was similar in vibe to the selfie with Beyonce in that she kind of has this amazing way of cutting other people down. Her verbal equivalent to what she did to Beyonce on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So basically the way it worked was like Andy would like ask her about someone and then she would like respond whether she knew them or not. Kind of her like musical rivals. So Julie, which stood out to you as the most kind of surprising slash amusing? Well, it's funny to me because he asked her about Lee Gaga and Taylor Swift and Katy Perry in her kind of form way of dissing these people but not really dissing them is saying she came up to me at my show once <laughs> which is kind of what she Instagrammed about Beyonce so for like Lady <laughs> his response was she came to my show she was very sweet we had a nice conversation <laughs> Katy Perry Nice girl. She came to my show as well. <laughs> it's like paying respects to a mob boss or something. It's like it's like coming to her show is all she cares about. It is really funny. Taylor Swift, very nice girl. Met her once. She came up to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great to be at a stage where like you don't go up to anyone. They come up to you. That's always how it's framed. I like this Miley one. She said about Miley, I think we met in the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> and then how you don't remember. Also, like to be at a place where like you might have met Miley Cyrus in a bathroom. And then Andy says something like, but you guys actually performed together at a Divas concert. He had the facts, the receipts ready to go. And then Mariah was just like, I performed on that show a lot of times with Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross. How am I supposed to remember everybody else? I was like, wow, that was like pretty pointed. I mean, and Madonna never had a conversation (laughs) with her. Which I feel like is the, like, super cold. I saw the most attention online today was being paid, and we have a post on VF.com about it too, about Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato, who, to be fair, compared to some of these other people, aren't quite as established. I'm not that shocked she wouldn't be super worried about Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande, but she went on this kind of intense way of cutting Ariana down because Andy said, you know her, and then Mariah was just like, no. <laughs> and then she was like flat out said she had no idea who she was and then andy said something about how like at the beginning of her career people would say oh like you have a very similar vibe to mariah carey about ariana and i guess mariah basically was like i don't know when early in the career was <laughs> like i don't know it's like a little bit campy and put on i guess because like she obviously knows who ariana grande is but i kind of do feel like it harkens back to this I don't know, more fun time for celebrity, not to make too much of it, but you know what I mean? Like, correct. Yeah, like feud, like the Ryan Murphy show feud that's coming out. I don't know. I feel like everyone's so nice now. There's never anyone who's that controversial. It's not often a celebrity will talk badly about another celebrity because they're too nervous about the publicist in their ear. Like, I love that Mariah just really doesn't care. Me too. I have to watch her show. Have you watched her show yet? I have not. I kind of am curious. I talked to my friend, one of our colleagues, Emily, and she said that it was one of those shows where you could clearly discern that Mariah was the executive producer, you know? Like, it was clearly cut in such a way that it was going to make her look great. I mean, the Kardashians also have that kind of final approval. Like, I'm sure Mariah's not letting any unflattering angle so much as get close to the final cut. Well, I just love the theory that Mariah isn't even doing this because she's competitive, but just these people don't make an impression of her. (laughs) 
how does Mariah stack up? To, like, would you be starstruck to meet her? Would you be kind of like, oh, whatever? It's like meeting someone at Trader Joe's. Would you be kind of in awe of meeting her? First off, have you seen Mariah's Instagrams from Thanksgiving? I think she was in Hawaii and she went to Whole Foods and she made one of her assistants photograph the whole trip to Whole Foods. <laughs> She's wearing like six inch stilettos, this insane V shirt that goes down to her belly button. Oh my. Full airbrush makeup. She's posing with fans. I think I would just, you know, kind of stand back and watch the craziness. I would snap, videotape the entire from thing. From afar, from afar. Probably black out, try to recreate the experience on our podcast and fail to. Like me and President Obama. Complete out-of-body experience. I feel like I would say something to her and she would just kind of like nod blankly at me. I don't think she hears humans speak. She hears like five people and then everyone else is just white noise to her, I think. I feel like if Andy had asked her, like, have you ever met Michelle Obama? <laughs> she would have been like, nice lady came to my show once. <laughs> That's how we really need to start talking about people, too. We need to be like, oh, yeah, listen to our podcast once. Right. That's our new metric. Like, you're dead to us if you haven't either been on the podcast, been referenced on the podcast, or paid us a compliment, Mariah style. Gosh, this is making us sound evil. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Okay, so lastly... We haven't talked, I feel like it's weird we haven't talked about Blake Lively much because I feel like we talk about her a lot as a website and just in general. She's more in your sphere of coverage. I'm oh, not. Oh, as- not Julie's not a fan. <laughs> no, I'm not, not a fan. Yeah. Met her once. Nice girl. You met her. Oh my gosh, you just did a Mariah style comment to her. Met her once. Nice girl. That's Julie Miller on Blake Lively. Might have met her in a bathroom. <laughs> Might have met her in a bathroom. Anyway, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, they're very private about their two daughters. Don't share much information. But last week, they brought their daughters to his Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. Right. Josh covered this. So yeah, as I guess Julie just pointed out, I have a mild Blake fascination. That's even underplaying it a bit. I once lived like her for a few days for a story. Do you remember that, Julie? For preserve for her lifestyle. For her lifestyle life, photographed by the great Justin Bishop. (laughs) Friend of the podcast. But you know what this means. You need to live like Meghan Markle. Oh, my God. How have I not already done that? I'm like, I need to follow the tenets of the TIG. Anyway, what I think is interesting is Ryan Reynolds is in this whole campaign. He got nominated for a Golden Globe. Deadpool got nominated too. He's like on the cover of GQ. He's definitely trying to be out there. I was just reading this article about how he sent personal letters to everyone in the Hollywood foreign press to promote Deadpool. But Blake has been so private. These kids are never seen like since they've been born. They've never been out in public. She hasn't even revealed the name of the younger one. And for Ron Reynolds getting his star on the Walk of Fame, 
they like brought the kids out for this flashy photo op. It's like the most photo op of photo ops, right? Have you been to any Walk of Fame ceremonies, Julie? I have been to one Walk of Fame ceremony. And I guess what I never realized before working and covering Hollywood is that these aren't random ceremonies like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds really deserves the star. Let's give it to him. It's usually timed around a premiere of a movie and the celebrities have to pay. Right. Wait, has it ever come out how much they have to pay? I think it has. It's like 25. I don't know. It's in the thousands. It would be way too rich for us. That's always so funny to me because I feel like whenever a celebrity gets the star, they try to act on social media and stuff like the biggest honor of my life getting bestowed this, but they're paying for it. They're paying. And then when you go to actually see the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it's cool, but it's a little bit sad because it's like the Times Square of Los Angeles. Anyway, maybe I'm being overly cynical, but I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, he just got this nomination. They're really trying to like put themselves out there this got so much attention on thursday right their kids are adorable yes i think james is two the oldest daughter's two don't you think it's crazy that they're not releasing the name of the other daughter yet though that's the wildest thing so there was this infant there (laughs) but conspiracy theories because we have no idea what they look like these could have been rent-a-kids Oh, well, that's long been a theory of mine about other celebrity kids. I, for a while, had this thing going. Did I ever tell you this? That I thought Prince George was an actor baby? Because (laughs) this is really going to make me seem credible in other areas. But like, I just felt like there was no way that Prince George could look that perfect. Because it was like right away, he looked like this kind of Gerber model baby. And I was like, something's off with this. I'm going to get you for Christmas business cards that read Prince George Conspiracy Theorist. I guess like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, it makes sense they would have gorgeous kids because they're both gorgeous. But it always is crazy to me. There's so much pressure. And then like you like show the kid. It's very weird, the whole celebrity baby thing. But... Blake was very excited about this whole thing. She did Instagram the next day. She wrote the craziest thing. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, proud isn't a strong enough word for what I'm feeling. Oh, right. Proud is a pitiful word. It was very poetic. I met her once. I met her at Cannes last year. She was lovely. She was promoting her Woody Allen movie. You had an amazing interaction with her, right? When you guys had lunch or something? What was it? She said that she and Ryan Reynolds, their secret tcm classic movie buffs and they just love it they watch it all day and that would be their dream job co-hosting a show what was blake's manner in person conversing with her at lunch was she very friendly and outgoing or super friendly and warm we were seated it was probably a 10 person table and there was a lovely spread of food in front of it and all of the journalists were interviewing her asking her questions and she was the only one eating and when she left she said look to see where the prosciutto's gone. That's where I will have been. (laughs) Which is like the most beautiful fortune cookie I've ever heard. (laughs) I've been to two events with her premiere after parties, but I've never been able to get up to chat. She's like my white whale. Is that what it's called? (laughs) She's commented on one of my Instagrams, though. Have I not told you this, Julie? No. (laughs) Blake Lively commented on an Instagram of mine earlier this year, a 2016 highlight for sure. I wrote a post on VanityFair.com, which we will link to somewhere, about how she was getting a hard time by the New York Post because she was crossing her legs at a fashion show, which is a big no-no. When you're in the front row, you're apparently not supposed to cross your legs. So I wrote a post in her defense, (laughs) my finest work, saying like, leave Blake alone. Let her do whatever she wants. You should be so lucky. Blake Lively wants to sit in the front row of your fashion show. So... 
I guess she saw that post and like went back in my Instagram like six weeks and commented on a totally unrelated photo of me that my friend Alyssa had taken. And she called me her army of one, <laughs> which like... <laughs> How is this not your profile on Twitter? I know. I like, I felt weird. And well, clearly now I'm just shouting it out from the rafters. But at the time I wasn't sure, like, I don't know. What's your reaction? What was my reaction? I remember texting my brother that I felt like my heart was beating fast. And I was texting so many people furiously about it, including you, Julie, I'm sure, by the way. But anyway, apparently didn't even register to Julie as notable. <laughs> but... I definitely freaked out in a way that it's like was so intimate. It was like in my Instagram account. She didn't follow me, though, which was kind of a letdown. The comment is long, by the way. She makes a joke about The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, because <laughs> it's hard to explain. But she says something like, you rock. And I don't mean the actor, Dwayne Johnson. I mean, you rock <laughs> like you're great. So going to screen grab this comment and put this on vf.com perhaps perhaps we'll do it on our twitter twitter handle and speaking of twitter i think that's a great time to wrap up make sure you all follow us on twitter maybe blake lively will comment to you as well (laughs) blake if you're listening please follow us it's in the limelight at in the limelight which is our twitter handle you can also follow us individually i'm at julie w miller and josh is at jade duboff we also have an instagram in the limelight bf thank you so much for listening please remember to rate and review us on itunes it really means a lot to us we got a great comment on itunes julie did you see the one this morning it's like about um white truffles yeah it's like very metaphorical (laughs) more of that please we love that (laughs) it really helps us find new listeners this episode was edited and produced by alana milner Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great holidays and we will talk to you next week.